0: Hello, and welcome to Rollbound. My name is Chas, and I am the DM for this wonderful group. We're going to go down the list and everyone introduce themselves, so starting off with Groove. Introduce yourself.
1: Hello. I am Groove, and I am bound to the role of Chrono Harris Mobius.
0: Alrighty, and Allie. Hello,
2: I am Allie. I am bound to the role of Charybdis Mobius.
0: Alrighty, Minnow. Hello,
2: my name is Minnow. I am bound to the role of Lady Reverie.
0: Awesome,
3: awesome. Mickey. Hi, I'm Mickey, and I'm bound to the role of Maria. And last but never least, Joey.
4: My name is Joey, and I am bound to the role of Winfrey McNeil.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Two worms, five assholes, one cup... 0.5 0.5 brain cells, let's go! I need Lottie daddy, everybody to roll me initiative because we didn't do it last session because I didn't <laughs> want to remember. <laughs> ah!
3: <laughs>
4: initiative. I'm working on it.
5: I'll init oh, your shittive.
4: Fuck.
0: I'll init your shittive. <laughs> <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> okay, that's that.
5: How's God, okay. I'm such a horrible player. What the fuck is my initiative bonus?
3: How dare you? Not knowing your initiative bonus? And I can't
5: look at my character sheet because all the Discord pings are making my phone lag. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I'm going to reset the scene for everybody. So as we're making your way through this snowy pass, uh, you saw what looked to be like a mini... I don't want to say avalanche because avalanche is a more extreme, but you saw these... Total piles of snow <laughs> just kind of cascade down the hills in very large lumps. and then once they met at the sort of center of the of the pass, uh, these two large creatures came out of it. Uh, they sort of just wiggled their way out of the snow. They have very long worm-like leathery bodies. Uh, and they have very sharp teeth that look like they have been frozen over and just icy blue eyes. And, uh, they sort of just slithered their way out of the mounds of snow. Uh, and are blocking your pass with, uh, with aggression. Most definitely. Uh, a lot of you are still in your cart, but first turn is Colonel Harris. You are currently sitting in the back of the cart.
1: Back of the cart. How... Oh much space do these fine fellows occupy?
0: Fifteen feet across.
1: Fifteen feet across? Yes. Okay. So there is, there are five feet between them. Yes. Okay. Cornerhurst uh, uh, is going to cast web centered So it's a twenty-foot cube the upper half of that cube will be centered between them and the lower will be centered between them, and then the rest of it will expand out toward the party, so it's to create a barrier of webbing. That's uh, on their here. turn, they'll need to make a dex save.
3: There we go.
0: So, and then is that, that all that for it? your
1: Um, uh, Just make sure that the, like, back Corners are covering their spaces, and the rest is towards the party, uh, so as to create a barrier between them. And us. Oh now I see
0: yeah. what you mean. I see what you mean now. I see what you mean now. Yeah, yeah. Like that.
1: Hell yeah! Yep. All and right. Her, she's then going to, yeah, get out of the cart, uh, having seen a brief premonition of this, and walk back to 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 25, you can walk back 15 feet. Does here look good? good? Right there. cool. Bonus action. Uh, Dr. Gartha will move up and toward the center in the air. Colonel Harris ends his turn.
0: Alright. right. That means Maria, it is your turn. You are still in the cart.
3: Okay. Um. So you said there, there's okay for the cart. There's like a cloth like top above it, right? Yeah. Um. Is there like an opening from like the back to the front? Yeah. Uh, I think I'm just gonna poke my head out. And I'm gonna try to blind blind one of these, so, um, I need one of them to make a, um, constitution saving throw. Alright, do you want to do it at the one on the left or the one on the right? It really doesn't matter. Alright. Uh, left. (laughs) You
0: said a constitution
3: save? Yes. Yes.
0: I'll get out of dice for this. we are actually pretty
3: good for this. Woo, that's a natural one. Damn. Woo! Okay.
0: Immediately going into dice um, Get in there, you little witch.
3: They are blind, and at the end of each of their turns, they can make the saving throw again.
0: Alright. Anything yeah, else for your
3: turn? And now that'll be it.
0: Alright, Lady Reverie, you're at the front of the cart.
2: Oh boy. You would think, with the two weeks between us, I would have thought of a plan. <laughs> you would assume that. Shit. <laughs> um, so instead, what I'm going to do... I'm getting in character here, and Reverie's like, What the fuck? Um, and will instead cast, uh, Bless. Um, and I will bless... I can, like, peek back into the cart, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, I will bless, uh, Charybdis, Maria, and Winfrey.
0: Yeah,
2: and for my, hair, so my bonus good. action, I will... Hound Sand, I think. Um you know what let's let's fucking go um are they within 30 feet of me 1 2 3 4 5 not quite I'll hop off the cart run up towards the edge of the web um not going into it and that is a full action so fuck me I instead think about doing that but stay on the cart (laughs) Uh, and that'll that'll be it. I apologize.
0: You're good. Uh, Winfried, it's your turn. You were in the back of the cart.
4: In the back of the cart. Okay, so I'm gonna step out of the cart.
0: Oh yeah, you can grab your own character. You're in here. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna step out of the cart. I'm gonna move forward to there. The crimson blade is gonna come out. However, I'm not gonna be swinging with that this turn. Instead, I'm gonna cast. Blech, where are my cantrips? I'm gonna cast Chill Touch on the one to the left that has been getting hit. Uh, does a 17 hit? Yes. So it takes six points of necrotic damage, and it cannot heal until the end of or until the start of my next turn. And then. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a bonus action. Nah, never mind. I'll wait until next turn. Go ahead.
0: Alright, it is the first Salamander's turn. Uh, let me... That one is also currently blinded, so I'm going to have to... Let me see.
1: First Salamander means to make a dexterity saving throw.
0: That too. That is,
1: uh, that is a six. The salamander is restrained. Until it uses an action, like a strength check against my spell save DC, and nothing else. It hasn't
0: used an action yet, so it's gonna do that. That is a... Why can't I do math? This is very easy to add. 23! (laughs)
1: Yeah, that'll succeed.
0: But he can't do anything else, so that means it is Carubus' turn. You are in the front of the cart.
3: Uh, if it was the blinded, um, Worm's turn, it has to be a constitution saving throw.
0: Oh, thank you. 16.
3: Yeah, that passes.
0: So he's no longer blind? Correct. Yeah, you see a fucking shake its head like, then, um, like, kick up some snow. But now it is Carubus' turn.
5: For my action, uh, I'm gonna stay where I'm at. I'm gonna cast Mind Sliver, targeting the one that Maria blinded. It All needs right. to give me an intelligence saving throw.
0: Oh, it's not good at this. 16?
5: Uh, I believe 16 is my save DC. Wait, what? No, my DC is 14. What the fuck am I talking about? Um, yeah, that succeeds um... Shit 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 uh... Okay That's unfortunate. I think that'll just be the end of my turn then um... Yeah, I'm gonna stay where I'm at
0: all right, and then The second salamander's turn it needs to make a dex save, correct? It's a dex save? Colonel Harris?
1: Yes, DC 14.
0: I got a 17.
1: 17, he is not restrained.
0: And then uh, is moving through like difficult? Yeah,
1: yes, one difficult. foot of movement will cost two.
0: All right, so. It's
1: also lightly obscure.
0: I think it can make it like right here. What is the range on your attack? I think it can hit Winfrey from here, actually. Alright.
4: Oh. Uh...
2: <laughs> I hope not. Hey, is Winfrey within five feet of me? Yes. So, I think what happens here is seeing this happen... I'm just gonna kind of contextualize this, because I'm still sort of on the cart. Um... Reverie is going to kind of like stoop down from where she's at as the claws or bite or whatever comes in and just sort of thrust her shield in front. Um, mostly just trying to like distract the creature so it has disadvantage on the first strike.
0: Okay. I'm actually going to do a small advance for this. Disadvantage, so that I'm pretty sure does not hit. I'm pretty sure an 11 doesn't hit Winfrey.
4: Eleven is, um, yeah, certainly gonna miss.
0: Alright, it's so another attack. And it's disadvantageous for the first one, right?
4: Just for the first one, yeah.
0: That one there, over two. That is a 21 to hit. Oh, yeah. Alright, and then just to get it out of the way, I'm ah, gonna make its last attack real quick. That is a twenty-two to hit, so that hits.
4: Yeah, those both hit.
0: It fucking stuck my finger come when I tried to fucking roll it. What the fuck? Ugh, that's gross. Okay. Uh, so that is eleven points of piercing damage for the first one. That sucks. Okay uh, four for the next one, so you take 15 damage total, piercing damage. Okay, thank you. And then, I think that'll be the end of its turn, which means, top of the round, Chrono Harris.
1: Chrono Harris is going to yell out. Can you push the right one back? Speaking uh, generally. I might be able to. Yeah, okay. He's going to cast Rhea Frost on the rightward fellow. He'll make attack roll.
0: What's the range so, on that, by the way? 60. Okay. I'll just get this way so it's like you're looking around the other side of the cart. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's not going to matter, though, because I rolled a 10.
0: Alright, and then, uh. No, never mind. I won't do that right now. Uh, anything else for your turn, Chrono Harris?
1: Da-da. Checking this. Oops, no. Okay. As a uh, bonus action, uh, Dr. Gartha is going to fly in, give one the help action, and fly away. Alright. And Corona Harrison's turn.
3: Maria, it is your turn. I'm going to call the left one. A little bitch as I cast Vicious Mockery on it. That's a little <laughs> bit for me, right? Yeah, wisdom was, I'm
0: gonna. I'm pretty sure this is a negative stat. Let me look. Oh, no, it's not. Wow, look at me. It's not good, but, like, it's not
3: negative. Like, it's intelligence. That is a 15. Yeah. It's, like, if it's my DC, then it passes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then it passes. That's
0: superb good luck. These things are fucking stupid. Um, anything else for your turn, Maria?
3: No, I think I'm good.
0: Alright, that means Lady Reverie, it is now your turn.
2: Alright, there's a thing I was gonna try, but the boss gave me an order. So, it- can I get within five feet of it without being in the web? The square's a little wonky. Or what I is this still within the web? Or I guess it's fifteen feet, right?
0: Yeah, it's fifteen feet across.
2: Okay, so I could hop up next to Winfrey.
0: Yeah. Um, I
2: don't know how the rules work in this situation. Do I reasonably think that it's even humanly possible for me to shove this creature?
0: uh It, it, is, is, it. it is. It is large size.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, if okay. If it, oh, so it's only large. Okay.
0: Yeah, uh, Um, can you actually make me real quick When uh, not Winfrey, uh, Reverie, can you make me an, uh, survival check real quick, or a nature check, whichever one? I think it's both the same either way, but if there's one better than the other, do that one. Uh, nope,
2: my survival is a plus one. Uh, for a grand total of
0: nine. (laughs) Okay, that's not Uh, Reverie, you don't know how, um, this is just to give you a little bit of information, but there is something mm-hmm. about the way these creatures are behaving that makes you think they're not full-grown.
2: Sure. They're still big.
0: They're still big. <laughs> yeah. But there is something yeah, that don't... randomly makes Reverie think these things aren't full-grown.
2: You know, it's fine. We'll we'll go ahead and I will give this this bad boy a shove. Um, I'll try and, and push him. All
0: right, make me... Make me. We'll do a contest. Oh God,
2: I'm not proficient in athletics. I am just now realizing. That's fine. And that's a three for a total of six.
0: I got a sixteen.
2: And that slightly wins. Uh, Does this fail? I assume.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, Chronal Shift. Chronal Shift. Reroll. Okay.
0: And that do both of us reroll?
1: Nope. Just uh, the girl.
2: Just the girl. All right, baby. Worse, that's a five. Okay. (laughs) And eat shit, d20.
1: Colonel Harris closes his eyes. He (laughs) envisions the stellated spiral moving out of it, and he is just a moment before the failed shove. He picks up a rock and throws it at the creature, and it bounces off.
2: And it hits me in the head, which causes (laughs) me to fuck up. So yeah, really, rever- you
0: to try to shoulder check this fucking salamander, and it just looks down at you, like... It stops for a second and, like, fucking sends a lot of air out of his nose, like, like, looks at you like, the fuck?!
2: Blows <laughs> my hair back, it? I- Blows my hair back, I turn back to Chronoheiros, and I say, No! <laughs> and, uh... I don't- Hey, I don't have anything for a bonus action, so that will be it.
0: All right, Winfrey, it is your turn?
4: Okay, cool. Um Chrono Harris rhymes with Chrono Sheriff. Anyway, uh I'm going to activate Yeah, let's go ahead. And... I'm going to cast Armor of Agatha on myself. So I'm going to get 10 hempor- temporary tempor- temporary hit points. Um oh,
0: you didn't do hit points.
4: <sighs> what?
0: <laughs> I'm just distracting you go ahead. <laughs>
4: Oh, okay. <laughs> and then as a bonus action, I'm going to Hex Blades curse the Motherfuck directly in front of me.
0: All right? Does that require anything for me?
4: It, no, it's just a bonus action. Um, it, it only does stuff for me. You don't got to worry about it. But that's the end of my turn.
0: Well, cool. That means it is the first Salamander's turn. I'm going to make a save. That's an 11. Mm-hmm.
1: It is restrained. That will fail. It is restrained. Thank you, sister.
0: He's going to try to do the strength. check. That is a 17?
1: That will succeed. I'm going to still I'm seeing... Oh, breaking the cycle.
0: Alright, that's <laughs> a 14.
1: Yeah, that'll succeed. Fuck. Damn it! <laughs> do, we, uh, do we have a cutting words? Oh, yeah.
4: Maria,
5: you want to get in on this? Wait. I'm wait, sorry. What, lo- what kind of che- what kind of
3: you want what kind it? of uh, check was that? It's making a,
0: it's making a strength check, yeah.
3: Um, because it doesn't say anything about saving throws. It just says an ability check, attack yes. rolls, or damage roll.
4: Yeah, it's it making a ability strength check. check, so that is an ability check.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, I've with in they're in within sixty feet of me, right? Yep. Okay, I'll do that. I rolled a five, so that would be nine. Yes! You stay where you are, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck God.
4: <laughs> stay in your lane, fool.
0: Alright, that's fine. That means, visit is your turn.
5: Hmm. I get the feeling that trying to teleport these things won't work so well. They seem pretty hardy. But they do seem kind of stupid. So I... I'm going to cast phantasmal image and I'm going to twin spell it using two sorcery points. Both creatures need to make me an intelligence saving throw. Right,
3: one of them got a
0: 15 and the other one got also a 15. These I'm sorry. Things, these things are stupid. so lost. it's just they, I rolled the same dice twice and so they have a negative two. <laughs> right.
5: Um... No. Damn it. <laughs> damn it. Yep, that's all I'm doing.
0: Alright, so this is the second Salamander's turn. The I fucking garden. hate being low level. Even though it's already gonna creep a little bit forward after making a deck save, I forgot for my deck save, forgive me. Oh, I'm a liar. That is a 10. That's gonna make the strength check. That is an 18 on the strength check. But that used up its action, so top of the round, Chrono Harris.
5: It can still move.
0: It can still move? Yeah. Even though it's restrained? It's not restrained No. This one? You, it didn't- You passed this train. Oh, it did! Oh, I forgot that it can move. Sorry, I'm stupid. Can but it can't- It's just gonna menacingly wiggle closer to win Free and Reverie and then end its turn. Why is Claude here? Get out of here, Claude. Rude.
2: <laughs> I wanted to see how many I can get on the board while you're distracting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Chrono Harris
1: is going to cast Ray of Frost, this time on the further one. Is a 14 hit.
0: It just misses. Fuck! <laughs>
4: uh? I end my turn.
0: <laughs> Sorry! Lance profanity. But very pronounced fuck!
5: <laughs> you know, if I twin-spell two vortex warps, we can just leave.
4: Bypass these Rude. Guys. Why would we do that? We already, we're already. Because like, we can't fucking hit them! Of... You can't.
5: <laughs> well, we're
4: using like 80 resources on them already.
5: Yeah, it is. We have
0: done fuck all. Just trying to do status No, no, that things. means
4: we can't quit.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that means Maria, it is your
3: turn. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try To hideous laughter, the one that's coming closer.
0: All right, what is that for me?
3: That's a wisdom save, but if their intelligence is four or less, it doesn't affect them. So I'm scared. <laughs> it is not four or less. Okay, cool. <laughs> what?
4: Oh no, they're smart.
0: <laughs> that is an eleven.
3: <gasps> that fails.
0: Fucking
5: <laughs> finally.
3: So they fall uh, prone. This one?
1: Yeah,
5: it falls
3: prone. Uh, yeah, the mean, one that devastated. was. Yeah.
1: Does that affect the end if someone hits them?
3: Um, at the end of each of its turns and at each time it takes damage, yes. If
1: yeah. it takes damage, you can
5: roll with advantage.
3: Yes.
0: Alright, is there anything else for your turn?
3: Um... Who's the person closest to me? Charybdis. Uh, probably give her inspiration.
5: Oh, don't give me inspiration. I've got nothing that I roll for.
3: Oh. (laughs) Uh. Then, probably Reverie, then. You have
0: to chuck something at Reverie's head and go, Hey! Do better! (laughs)
3: dunk! That's probably exactly it, honestly.
0: Throws a snowball at the back of her head. Anything else for your turn?
3: No, that's it.
0: Which, Hey, Lady Reverie! You got something thrown at your head, and now you feel like you can do or It is your turn.
2: Well, I hold up my hand ready to attack, and I go ah, and then I see it fall to the ground and start chortling and chuckling to itself, <laughs> and I'm extremely confused.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it just, it just falls to the ground. Like, rah, 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 rah. I
2: don't think I can even get to the other one.
3: Whatever Lady
4: said—it was very funny.
2: <laughs>
1: um... Johnny javelins, they rocks.
3: I have
2: a crossbow. <laughs> um,
1: if
5: you if you hold your attack and yeah, I'm probably going. Well, to. I can teleport you guys over there.
2: I mean, I was gonna say I hold my attack in case it breaks out of it. Um, so. We'll, we'll say that's what she's doing. If she all of a sudden ends up over there, she might just attack out of fear anyway, so...
4: <laughs>
2: so that works. But yeah, she's uh, she's gonna hold her attack for this turn.
0: Alright, that means, Winfrey it's your turn.
4: Okay, just doing my due diligence here. Which one is the laughing one?
0: The one right in front of your face.
4: The one right in front of my face? That means that I have advantage on beating the fuck out of it. Um... And it's also the one that I have my curse on, which means I should probably take advantage of that fact as well. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so what I'm gonna do then... I'm gonna, as a bonus action, branding smite my greatsword. Mm -hmm. And then, while it is prone, incapacitated, whatever you want to call it, from laughing its ass off, I am going to swing my greatsword at it. Roll it! It's a critical hit.
0: Woo!
4: Holy shit. Uh, Hold on. (laughs) I need to do math. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... 22 plus 14 36 uh, plus hold on 38 points of damage Woo! Does it wake up?
0: I, when it gets hit it just stops doing that, right?
4: Uh, it has to make mm. another save, okay. but it has advantage.
0: I'm
2: gonna
5: restore order to remove this advantage, so it's just going to do a flat roll.
4: Oh. oh, please stay incapacitated so I can do that shit again. I felt powerful.
2: Yeah, it's a <laughs>
0: 13. Yes. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> yes!
2: Yes! Yes!
0: <laughs>
2: Alright, so again, Lady Reverie holds up her hand. Ah! Alright. And does not attack.
0: Alright. Uh, that means it is the first ones. i to mark that off as Gonna make another strength, because I don't think it got out of restraint last time, right? Did not. That's a 20, not that.
1: Yeah, that'll make it.
0: So it can get, it's gonna move, it can get like right here and then it can't do any other actions, right, when it does that?
1: Yeah, that uses its action, yes.
5: Alright.
0: Then that means it is Karubis' turn.
5: Okay. Hmm. This got a little bit more complicated. Um... If Reverie is on the left side of the web, she'll be within range to hit that one, yeah? Right here? Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Because she would be right on its uh, right on its body, because it takes up three spaces, technically. I just didn't want the little circle to take up that much space, because it looks tacky.
5: <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, second level spell slot, I'm going to Vortex Warp Reverie over there. Uh, basically, this, uh clock face appears oh! under reverie in the snow and as the hands spin um you just see fucking reverie just no clip over there basically
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh t-posing three. does that trigger her thing
5: uh anyway.
2: my held action you mean yeah it states out to me when it does okay um, so yeah, if I've been, if I've been booped over here, then sure. Unless there's another thing, uh, Charybdis wanted to do.
5: Well, you gotta do your thing first, but...
2: Oh, right, it's up to you. Here, right. see, so yeah, I, I get booped, and I go, ah! And I attack. <laughs> uh, and I miss. It's gonna be that kind of night, friends.
0: Bruh, okay. Uh, anything else for your turn, Corruptus?
5: Yeah, um... God, I want to fucking fight this thing, but at the same time, I'm worried that it's just gonna like Get out of everything I do um, I'll try it though. We're gonna and spell a mind sliver on it.
0: That is a What for me?
5: That's uh, an intelligence save That is a two Awesome uh, It takes a grand total of one point of psychic damage And receives a minus four penalty on its next save.
0: Alright. And you see it, like, fucking, like, its eye twitch a little bit. It's like, (laughs) huh. hate that.
5: (laughs) Uh, That's all I'm doing.
0: Alright. That means it is the second Salamander's turn. It needs to make another wisdom save, right?
1: Yeah. You mean dex save?
0: It's not in the web anymore.
5: Talking about the one that's incapacitated, Group.
1: Is that one not in the web? Nope. No, it left. Okay.
3: Uh, that is a 17. That fails. Or that passes, I'm sorry.
0: Alright. Does doing that save take up its action or anything similar to the way web does?
3: It has to do it at the end of its turn, so...
5: Yeah, so it's turn is over. All right. Which means it's still prone, which means Winfrey still has advantage. Do,
0: do, do, do. Which means, top of the round, Chrono Harris.
1: Really out there. Alright, leftward dude, getting a Ray of Frost. That's a dirty 20 to hit for 4 cold damage. Its speed is reduced by 10 feet.
0: Alright, uh, Colonel Harris. you shoot your, like, ray of frost at this thing, and you notice that, while definitely slowed down, it doesn't seem to be affected by the frost. Yeah. It sort of just covers its slick skin, and it's still looking at Reverie like, Where the fuck did you come from? I don't remember you being here. How did you get here? What are you doing here? Who Wait are you? a minute. Who are you? It starts,
4: ask- it starts asking phasmophobia questions.
0: Where are you? <laughs> How old are you? How did you die?
4: Are you French?
0: Are you, <laughs> are you pizza? <laughs> 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 and Reverie's like, Try what's a French? <laughs> and Reverie just goes, what's a French? <laughs> Is that all for your turn, Colonel Harris?
1: Bonus action. Dr. Agartha flies down. Help action on Reverie. Fly away.
0: Gives a end of turn positive hoot in Reverie's uh ear. Uh Marie, it is your turn.
3: Um, the one that's closest to um Winfrey right? Yeah. The one that was just under that laughter, is that within thirty feet of the carriage? Yeah, it's actually within fifteen feet of the carriage. Okay, cool. I'm gonna jump down and attack it with with my rape uh yeah, my rapier.
0: <laughs> Stabby time! Kirby, you see Maria crawl out of the front of the wagon like, Fuck it, I'm gonna fucking kill this thing! <laughs> this fucking motherfucker!
3: <laughs> it's still prone, so I do get advantage, right?
0: Yep.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, 24
3: to hit. That hits, go ahead
0: and give me damage.
5: Turns out the answer was physical violence instead of metaphysical violence. <laughs>
3: Uh, (laughs) It's going to be 9 damage And that will be it for my turn
0: Alright, Lady Reverie, it's your turn You and a motherfucker are staring each other down in confusion
2: I am, I'm also kind of torn So the one on the left that I'm facing Have we hit this one, like, at all? You A little A tiny bit? Yeah And then the one on the right has been hurt more, correct? Yes Uh, and this one has minus four on its next save, but I do have advantage on my next attack. I feel like it doesn't make sense that we're splitting ourselves up between the two of them. I'm gonna look at this one, um, and I hold out my shield in front of me. Uh, and the eye glows a very bright orange, and then the leaves come, and shooting off of the shield start to wrap up around the creature. I would like it to please fail a strength saving throw as I use Nature's Wrath. Strength or Dex, its choice. EC is 15, it has minus 4, right? Minus 3. What's next thing? Minus Minus 3, okay. Minus Uh, 3.
0: That is
2: a 20. Shit! I don't know fucking anything. (laughs) fight is, is not rolling well for us. Um, yeah, I'm going to, cause it's range was 15 feet when I saw it attack before, right? Yeah. Okay, so one, two, three, four, still within in 15 feet, I just want to be here, um, and I want my
0: friends.
2: turn. Yeah, we want to do something this fight,
4: <laughs> so that'll be my turn.
0: Winfried, it's your turn
4: okay uh still prone yeah awesome um that means i'm gonna whack it again then do it uh that's really bad Is a 12 hit <laughs> <laughs> It's not yeah i figured
5: you got a 12 with advantage damn
4: yeah have what's left. up oh i do i do hold yeah. on hold on That's a 16 to hit. That does hit? You're fucking crazy. 15 points of slashing damage. Uh, Sorry, 17 points of slashing damage. Hexblade's curse.
0: This thing is so close to dead; it's not even funny. You fucking, like, slam your sword into it, and it just starts fucking rearing its head and screeching, and is panting wildly. There is just blood falling into the snow. Fucking multiple of its teeth have fallen out. Like... This thing looks fucked up. Uh da da is that all for your turn? Yeah. Fucking... I hit
4: hard and then I'm done.
0: That means it is the first one's turn. It's still in web, so it's kinda like it That's... Oh, that's just straight twenty, okay. I keep forgetting its dex bonus is nothing. At least these nat twenties I'm getting aren't on y'all. Jesus fucking Christ! So it's gonna go here. It's gonna sh- that the dex save doesn't take place if it's just the strength save, right? If it doesn't pass the dex.
1: I believe so.
0: So it's gonna sh- make it attack on Reverie... That is a 19 to hit.
2: Ah, uh, that does hit.
0: Okay, just gonna do all three. The second one doesn't hit. I'm almost sure of it. Oh, the... I rolled a two. And then, nope, so only one of these attacks hits. So that you take six points of piercing damage. All right. And I think that's all it can do, yeah, because that would take up all of its attacks. Cool, 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 cool. That means, Charybdis, it is your turn.
5: Hmm. So these guys are taking up, like, ten-foot squares, right? Because they're large? Yeah. So hypothetically, if I put an effect that was, like, between them and one space back, that would still be within five feet of both of them? Yeah. Okay. Oh, but is this worth it though? It uh, doesn't matter, it'll be fun. Uh, bonus action converting a second level, or sorry, first level uh, spell slot into a sorcery point. And then I'm gonna try Phantasmal Image again, twin spell.
0: And they have to do what?
5: Intelligence saves. Going for
0: the first one. That is a 16, rolling for the second one. That is a nine.
5: Okay, so the second one fails. Um, So basically it sees the world around it begin to warp as a black hole opens up behind it. Just this large gravitational force.
0: And what is it? What is this uh, boat? it
5: perceives the uh, illusion as being real and must react accordingly. Uh, so my intention with this is it will feel a big gravitational force, feel itself getting sucked back, uh, and thus will be compelled to move closer
0: Oh well, See it it's, it's gonna be an animal and run away or be an idiot and drag itself backwards. I'm not even, so it goes backwards. Shoop. Anything else to return? Wait, that was the first one? I thought. No, the second one failed. The first one didn't. Oh, okay. The first one rolled a 16, the second one rolled a 9.
5: Okay. I thought it was the other way around. That's fine. Um. When does that happen? It can also hypothetically deal damage with it. I just need to. Okay, since it gets pulled closer to it, it takes six points of psychic damage.
0: Chrybdis, tell me how it dies.
5: Um. I think it, like. starts digging its claws into the snow as it tries to find some purchase from this phantasmal gravity well. Uh, and as it gets sucked closer, it, like. Pushes its own body weight like against itself in a way where it dislocates its arms uh, And then that mixed with its other injuries just like causes it to black out
0: Yeah, so y'all just watch this fucking first one just Crumble you don't want to die normally, so I'll just do that No There we go <laughs> <laughs> And then that's all I got Okay, so that one's dead. That means Chrono Harris. It is your turn.
1: Chrono Harris is going to cast Chill Touch. Roll it. That's a sixteen to hit. That hits. Three necrotic damage counted up, and it cannot regain hit points until its next turn. Chrono Harris is also going to move up into the cart, uh, twenty feet. Yes. Sit still.
0: Speaks head out back. Hi, Carimbus. Anything else for your turn?
1: Bo- bonus action. Dr. Gartha coming in, helps win free, flies away. Corner her, sends his turn.
0: Maria, it is your turn.
3: Um, I think I'm just going to. Run and attack the other one, I guess. Oh. Can I do that? I don't know how far away it was. Yeah, you can. Okay.
2: You should be able to for where you are. He's a big boy.
3: Yeah. Does a 20 not natural hit? Yes. Okay, cool. Could you
0: imagine if I gave y'all fucking 20 AC creatures at level four? <laughs> that would be fucked up. <laughs>
4: You could hit it if you roll a 13 or higher, assuming your stats are maxed. But that's that's still really low. That
0: would be fucked
3: up.
4: <laughs> that's like 35% chance to hit? Fuck that.
3: Uh, just 10 damage. And that'll be it.
0: Alright, Lady Reverie, it's your turn. Smack it. Do it!
2: Um, that is exactly a 16. That does hit. Neat. How's it looking?
0: Uh, it's halfway having a bad time.
2: Hmm. We'll make it more having a bad time. I'll drop a smite on this.
0: Roll it!
2: Ooh, nice. Okay. Um, it takes 19 points of radiant
3: damage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. And that'll be it.
0: Alright, Winfrey, it's your turn.
4: Okay, so because my curse target died last turn, my curse is over. However, I have regained um, uh, nine hit points. I'm going to five, ten, fifteen, up to it. And I'm going to swing at it. This does not have an um, advantage, right? No.
0: This one's just vibing.
4: Okay, that's just a 16 to hit, that does hit flat. Yeah. Ooh, that's really bad. It's eight points of slashing damage. That's a minimum damage. Woo!
0: <laughs> yeah, it's still kicking. Anything else for your turn?
4: Unfortunately, no. I'm out of everything. <laughs> I, I blew my load on that fu- on that first one.
0: Well, you fucked it up, so, rightly so. Yeah. That means it is this one's turn. I think. I'm gonna roll the next save. It's still in there. That is a 14.
1: That will uh, just succeed.
0: <sighs>
1: if anyone wants to restrain it, decrease that a little bit. guess not. Right. Cool.
5: I, I cannot spend more resources than I have.
0: Alright, so... Alright, it's gonna do... You're gonna see it rear its head back and this giant just mound of frost comes out of its mouth. I need Lottie- I think everyone fits into this.
5: You gotta be fucking kidding me. I
0: need Lottie Dottie everybody to make me a deck save. No wait. Yeah.
2: Uh, Charybdis, Maria, and Winfrey, you all still have bless up. Cool.
3: What does bless do exactly?
2: It uh, gives you a D4 on attack rolls and ability checks.
3: Oh, that's not going to help me.
4: <laughs> uh, it doesn't work on saving
3: throws.
2: Sorry, not ability checks, saving throws. I apologize. Oh, okay. I, I had the I had a tab for bardic inspiration pulled up, and I'm stupid. Does Krono Harris have any cover? Because he's in the cart?
0: I forgot that, yeah, he he Chrono Harris does because he's inside the cart, yes. That'll give you advantage, um, right? I
2: think it uh, gives you a, a static bonus I can double check. How much cover is it? Half
1: three-quarters full?
0: I would say half.
1: Okay, so it's a plus two. Okay. Alright,
0: so. Winfrey and Charybdis, you pass, so you will take half damage. Alright, so Corona Harris, Lady Reverie, and Maria, y'all take 18 points of cold damage, and then Winfrey and Charybdis, you only take half. So
4: nine. So nine? Yeah. Haha, <laughs> I still got armor back of this bitch.
1: <laughs> As <laughs> the damage comes in, one. Uh, Krona getting blasted away, is going to do a little something-something and with a little flutter of butterflies. He actually returns to his original state halfway through. Uh, still gets fucked up though. That is absorb elements.
0: Alright, and I don't think doing that gives it anything else on its turn. Yeah, I think that takes up all actions. Yes, it does. Okay. So that is the end of its turn, that means... Well, actually... It's gonna wiggle out of the web, because it's sick of being in it. But, like, it's probably gonna die before that matter. Would that give... Yes, it would. Would
2: that give Maria intact?
0: Yes, it would give Maria, yes. The creature is not smart.
3: Um, I need a clarification. Does uh, reactions... Um, generate like at the start of my turn, right?
2: Mhm.
3: Yeah. How, how would it work if I wanted to use a reaction on my turn? Uh.
2: You still, you still code rules is written.
3: Yeah. Although honestly, Maria, yep. my advice to
0: you is just make the attack of opportunity. Trust me.
3: Okay. Sure. Why not? Uh, another not natural twenty.
0: All right, Maria, don't roll damage. Just tell me how it dies. It has three hit points
3: left. <laughs> uh, I think we're just gonna like um, see it like not paying as much attention as it should be to them. She's just gonna like lunge forward and like tr- like use her uh, rapier to just like drag down. Yep.
0: Yeah, so, like, you see it trying to wiggle out of the web, and you're like, oh, no, you don't, and you fucking take- put your sword in the base of its fucking tail and drag down, trying to pin it into the snow. And you just see its, like, whole back sort of curl in upwards on itself, and it just goes, Rah! and then just slams into the ground, just sort of falling over into the snow. And exit combat.
1: Hell yeah. Web goes down.
3: Nope, actually, Psych Eltrask is here. Uh, roll initiative <clears> again, <throat> boss fight. <laughs> Cure wounds on myself at second level. To... Regain
1: a few hit points. Um... um oh, you go Yeah, Kronor's gonna pop up out of the cart and begin looking, inspecting the corpses.
2: How bad does uh, Colonel Harris look? Mm, he's fine.
0: <laughs> oh, I like that I got that one to fall where it died. And that All one right. to fall where it died. Yay. Okay. <laughs> uh Colonel Harris, make me an investigation check.
1: You know it. It's going to be a total of ten.
0: So... You go up to them, and you don't... It doesn't seem like they have much but you can harvest their teeth their claws and pieces of their hide uh and one of them has like two gold pieces kind of wedged into its jaws like it ate a person recently
1: yeah gonna take it
0: you gonna fucking bash out its teeth
1: hell yeah
0: you know what uh for that make me a survival check
1: oh what? I never agreed to those. Uh.
0: Anyone, else, anyone else can help with this, just in case you're worried about it.
1: It's a 14.
0: Yeah, so you fucking, you like, go up and you're like, fuck this stupid thing, fucking, and you take out six of its teeth. Uh, You take out a good, like, four feet of its hide and, like, roll it up. And then you get three of its mm-hmm. talons. Okay. Nice... I'm gonna put it in. Nope, not that one. I'm gonna put it in. I guess I'll put it in questions for DM. Oh
1: uh, yeah, I noted it down already.
3: Oh,
0: cool.
3: What kind of skin do these guys have? Uh,
0: make me a nature check.
3: Um, I think that's a nineteen. Nature- oh, it's actually 20.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, Maria, you can tell that these are adolescent frost salamanders. Uh, so they have this really thick, sort of, leathery hide. And you actually know that some people that live in license actually hunt the younger ones, not the older ones, because the older ones are huge size and fucking terrifying. Uh, you know that hunters actually find, a, a estranged uh, young and hunt them for their hide because they're actually really good at making reinforced, uh, armor for the cold.
3: Okay, can I try to skin one of these guys? You wanna take more hide off of it? Alright, make me a survival check. I'll help.
0: With, the uh, make it at advantage, because this is helping.
3: Sweet.
0: It also sells for a pretty penny, because these things are hard to kill. <laughs> I these got two a, stupid. a 19. Yeah, so you manage to get, like, ten more feet of hide, roll it up into fucking bundles and tie it up. Take it off of the good spots on- along their torso.
2: How I long think. does that take?
0: Probably about ten minutes.
2: Oh, Jesus, y'all cut fast. Um...
0: It's very easy and- to cut through, despite the fact of how, like, once they're dead, like, it's, ver- it's still easy to cut through, but it has that, like, extra reinforcement.
2: Yeah, I was picturing like Arthur Morgan skinning a deer in three seconds flat. <laughs> um, uh, how I mean, does
4: that's because it fades to black?
2: Uh, yeah, how's um everyone looking? By the way, um, because I have some healing to go around.
4: I think we're okay right now. After absorbing whatever the hell keeps these things alive from the hex blades, Curtis Winfrey's looking great. <laughs> Alright, I'll give myself eight.
2: Nobody else appreciates me. Just, you
0: just uh, okay. You me. Me, don't appreciate anything that I do.
5: Yeah, I only took nine I... hours, so I'm
2: good. Cool. Alright, in that case, yeah. Uh, I'll heal up myself a little bit, make sure everyone else is good to go, and then I guess we'll keep going.
0: Sorry, I was having fun throwing them off the board. Uh, yeah. So. Y'all continue going? hmm Uh Maria, did you mark down the extra ten feet of hide? Yes, I did. Okay. I just want to make sure because I didn't write it down anywhere, and I will forget. So, a lot of you pressed forward. And Uh, I believe you weren't, you were only, like, one benchmark within your journey.
5: Kriptis just gives, like, a sigh of relief, um, as all of that shit just wraps up. She just kind of looks down, uh, at her hands and kind of, like, pulls out the wire sphere and says, I, I feel like I'm falling out of practice or something. Normally that was easier, um, she just kind of looks up, and then like, kind of reaches behind her, like, rubs the back of her neck, and then feels the fucking handle for the crossbow she's had on her back the whole time, and then just, ah, right, forgot I had that.
4: Winfrey's just gonna head back into the cart, obviously drained.
5: Cryptus never actually left the (laughs) cart.
0: So, I believe you're only on the first couple hour trek of your whole day's worth of journey, so... Let me... Nothing happens for the last five hour go of your trek. Let
4: me five hours. Man, that sounds like more spell slots.
0: I mean, you're sitting in the back of the cart, so if you want to take a little nap, I don't see what's wrong with that. Is there a ruling against that? Am I being unfair?
5: Not as far as I know. I will also take you up on that, though. do a cheeky little short rest myself.
0: Yeah, anyone who... everyone but the person driving, which, sorry, I guess, for Harris, because I think he's the one driving.
2: Uh. wherever he is.
0: Unless Chrono
2: Harris wants to come sit with me.
0: (laughs) Far back
1: to the heart.
2: Oh no. Damn.
0: (laughs) Yeah, after about four hours into it, actually, um I would like Chrono Harris and or Charybdis or both to make me survival checks.
5: Sure.
1: Mm -hmm. Good. Ooh, not good. It's a four. It's a total total of 18.
0: Colonel Harris, you actually know, even if it's out of your way, that if you kind of veered off for, like, maybe... Like, two, three hours off to the, uh... Right, that you'd actually be heading towards the city of Icewind. Since you're at the halfway mark, just about.
1: I see. Uh, refresh my memory, why is this significant?
0: Uh... I mainly offered in case y'all needed rest, anything else, uh, or wanted to just stop. That is, I'm more of just saying that you know where you are on, on the map. You know that you are nearby to the city, the mining city of Icewind. So you know that oh, you're no, cool. so you know that you're making good progress because you know that you're in the area where, if you just veered off, you would be at another city.
1: Nice, but
5: not the city that the Crowley's are at.
0: No. The Crowleys are in Snow's Reach. Okay. Uh, another thing is Charybdis. Um, mm-hmm. You take a little nap for a short rest.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, as you're sleeping, you kind of feel like you wake up. Except when you do, you're in a place that kind of looks like, like the surface of the sun. But there's no heat. It just literally looks like there's fire coming out of the ground around you. Uh, but it's actually pleasantly warm. It actually feels comfortable in comparison to License's very cold, bitter landscape. And, uh, you kind of look around, and there's nobody there but you, but you see, in the far distance, this little ivory ball of light that seems really far away.
5: Curtis cautiously begins moving towards the ivory ball.
0: And you start to hear a voice that just says, Corruptus. Corruptus. An urgent voice, and it's actually a voice you haven't heard in a long time. Uh, it is your sister, Sorus. You don't see her, but you just hear her voice urgently calling for you. Corruptus. Corruptus. Carri-
5: Carri- 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 so a- yeah, dead sprint.
0: And as you're getting closer, it sounds more and more panicked, like Charybdis! Charybdis! Car- and then you get to the light, and you see a flash of light, and then you wake up.
5: Um, yeah, she does that thing where she startles awake, and she's breathing really hard. Uh, and she's just, like, looking around. Sorus Oh.
1: She just, like, rubs her head. Chrono mm. Harris is a staring deadpan. Did you... have a dream?
3: Yeah.
0: Also, Curtis, you take one point of slashing damage as you feel an awful pain in your wrist. Do you look? Yeah. You look, and it looks like someone has cut the visage Of a vanity mirror Into your arm Like a Maybe not a vanity mirror But like a makeup mirror That you set down On like a table That has like a thing That you can rotate it To turn it up and down Mm -hmm. It looks like someone Has taken with like A fucking laser And carved it Into your skin Right under your Other mark
1: That's new Certainly is. Uh, does Colonel Harris know anything about this?
0: Uh, you know, Colonel Harris, make me an Arcana check.
1: Good, you got it. It's going to be a twenty-two.
0: Colonel Harris, well, you've never seen this specific phenomena before. You know that there are instances of people getting maybe not divine intervention, but you know that there are sometimes if someone else's force of will is so strong or even someone's own self of will is so strong that they will get many premonitions, uh, especially those tied to your or any similar types of magic that sometimes your will can manifest in the form of small premonitions or visions and sometimes it will get imprinted in a way. But where it directly comes from varies from case to case, and it's never obvious if it's the person's own will, if it's someone else's will, if it's another power, if it's a divine or otherwise power. It's a random phenomenon that comes from um, just someone, somewhere, or something's force of will onto a person in a certain veins of magic use. Hmm.
1: Uh, Corner has considered this, but Will not say it. Instead, he'll simply smile and... Hmm. It means Soros is thinking about you.
5: It sounded like she was in trouble. In what way? Her voice was getting more...
1: urgent? Panicked, almost. Hmm. Could that have been fear for herself, or concern for you? I don't know. We'll have the chance to ask. I and, hope so.
0: and then, Charybdis, you kind of, like, feel it sting up again, and you look down, and the scar lights up, and then you see it, like, kind of trace this white light, like, trace over it, like someone's drawing on it with a white pen, and then it disappears. And you heal the one HP you lost.
5: Um... While it's still fresh in Charybdis' mind, can I cast Minor Illusion to replicate it? Yeah! And then... Charybdis is going to pull out her Calligrapher's supplies and recreate it.
0: Yeah, go right ahead.
5: Do I need to roll for it?
0: Uh, yeah. Make me a... What is Calligrapher's tools usually?
5: Uh, in this case, I'd say probably dexterity.
0: Yeah, make me a dexterity check.
2: corner
1: Harris gives you guidance. Um. Uh, twenty-five. Yes,
0: yeah, so you actually manage to even something compels you to even add a little more detail to it as you recreate it, and you actually make a pretty, really well drawn image of a mirror. Again, like a table mirror, like I said. Um. And when you recreate it, uh, you actually see some details, like, uh, it's kind of jewel-encrusted, and you see at the very bottom, uh, it looks like there's, like, a face in, like, the bordering of the mirror, um, and because that's what it looked like on your wrist, and, um, yeah, it just looks like a very nice table mirror that has a weird bordering with a face at the bottom.
5: And now that I have a more permanent, um, viewing of this... Is there some kind of check I can make to see if Charybdis has seen this sort of thing before?
0: Uh yeah, make me a history check.
5: Oh, it's the one intelligence skill that I'm proficient in. Hell yeah. Um you yeah, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Not as good. Thirteen.
0: Uh you know, Charybdis, you feel like you've seen it. Uh, you kind of weren't looking yourself, but when Colonel Harris and everyone were looking through some books or talking about stuff they'd seen, or when Serena pulled out the storybook to show you that one story, it actually looks kind of like the mirror that was drawn in those storybooks with the story of the mouse and the dragon.
5: Notating that. Um, Charybdis, realizing this, uh, looks to Colonel Harris and says, Brother, it's, it's the mirror from the story. And then, like, gives him the piece of paper.
1: Harris furrows his brow. It... It is. But what could this mean?
5: Well, seeing as how I got this mark right after my vision, hearing Soros' voice, this relates to our um, so-called journey to Rarindel
0: title card. (laughs) Sorry, I have to do it every time.
4: (laughs) Clap, clap, clap. I think Mm.
5: I, I mean, you're more of an expert at this than I am, but is this evidence that Soros might be there?
1: It certainly leads me to believe they're connected in some way. Far more than before.
0: Winfrey, during your little four-hour nap, you also have a very weird dream. Oh, no. Yeah, you, like, wake up, and you're in, like, some sand on a beach, and you, like, lift your head up, and you can tell it's nighttime outside, but everything seems fairly lit. Like, there's a full moon, but you don't see one. And you sort of, like, look out towards the water, and you see a woman standing in the water who is dressed in all white, uh, almost like a wedding gown, um, with, like, Raven hair just sort of standing out in the ocean and even though her hair isn't covering her face You can't see her face And you hear a soft lullaby kind of being carried by the wind and the waves
4: Uh. Who are you?
0: Also, every thought you have and every word you speak sort of echoes.
4: Well, that's a not bit ominous, is it? Hello there.
0: You do not get a response. You see, like the waves, like crash up against like her left side, and she doesn't even flinch. Like she's a boulder in the sh- in the shore. Unmoving.
4: I must be dreaming. I'm gonna approach the woman.
0: Yeah, when you walk into the water, it is deathly cold. You don't take any damage, but it just- it fills your entire soul with just bitter cold. Do you continue to approach? Yeah. Yeah, about where she's standing, for her it's only like knee deep, but for you it's like waist deep. You get to this woman and she's just standing there and the lullaby once you get to her is much louder, uh, as if you can, as if she's singing it but you look and she doesn't have a face at all In fact, you can see through where a face is supposed to be into the sky behind her And you see where a face is meant to be It sort of fill up with blood. And the blood sort of forms into like this bubble and then weaves its way into a face. And the face, not moving with the head of the body, sort of cranes to look down at Winfrey. And then you just hear a voice that says... And then this huge wave, very suddenly, very unrealistically forms. Like you're watching a video going in, like, fast motion. You just see, like, the wave the size of a fucking tsunami rise and fall over you in a matter of less than ten seconds. And then you wake up. Of
4: course. Good morning. 8 p.m. Good evening. (laughs) Um, Did you sleep well? Relatively speaking.
0: And, Winfrey, you feel a very sharp pain in your hand. Like, horrible fucking pain. It literally feels like someone sliced your hand open and put a wedge in to split your hand open. And you see something start to come out of your hand itself. Literally coming out of your palm.
4: Ooh, hope you're paying attention to this.
0: And you see just blood start to pour out of your palm onto the ground as something just continues to protrude. And it keeps coming out and coming out and then it just fucking falls and clatters to the ground and rolls to the other side of the um, cart. You take five points of piercing damage and your hand doesn't <laughs> Colonel. reseal.
1: Colonel Harris, is you going to pick it up?
0: Uh, Colonel Harris, you lift it up and it looks to be like a, like a mini compass but it's built really weird. Like it looks like it's made out of just scrap pieces of metal that turn Instead of it being, like, a solid circular object that has, like, north-south whatever, it literally looks like it's made out of multiple, like, curved ring blades, and the little notch that points to north-south-east-west just kind of turns on its own, and right now it is spinning wildly, and it's covered in blood.
1: Hmm. Press the digitation. Clean up the blood. Turn it to Winfrey. Uh, Seemingly uncaring about... Her wounds And he will raise an eyebrow.
0: <laughs>
4: I'm gonna hold out my currently bleeding and destroyed hand. I'm gonna say, I would like that, if you please.
0: <laughs>
4: hmm. What is that? Don't know yet, I'm gonna figure it out.
1: Fair enough. Bernaris, hands it over.
4: Holding it in my broken hand, um, does the spinning stop? Does it focus at all?
0: Not really. It kind of does and wavers on like the direction you're going for like a split second. Like it kind of just wiggles there and then it keeps spinning ridiculously fast.
4: Mm. Either we're not close enough or we're way too close to what this thing's trying to point to.
0: It also... Uh, make me perception check, Winfrey. Sure. Joey, nervous laughter, what the
4: Twenty-three.
0: Fuck? You kind of look very closely because you notice that there's something weird. You thought that it was just shining from, like, light coming from the front of the uh, cart into the uh, back, but you actually notice that it has this very soft, almost not noticeable red glow. Like, you gotta really, like, kinda squint a little bit to notice it, cause it's so dim.
4: Can I- is there anything that I can roll to see if I understand what this is? Uh,
0: you can make an arcana check.
4: Alright, let's do that. Chrono Bobo would also like to make an arcana check if you may. Yeah, go
0: right- go right ahead.
4: Um, that is significantly terrible. It's a seven.
0: Yeah, when for you have no idea and this thing fucking came out of your hands so already it's goddamn bullshit.
4: Got you, I got you.
1: 21.
0: Colonel Harris, you've never seen in person a phenomena like this. Um, just many weird things happening at once. You've never heard of, like, items just popping out of people's bodies for fun. Um with seemingly no purpose, or without them summoning it in any way. And this, again, doesn't seem divine in any way. This seems, like, completely random. Um. But you would assume that if it did just happen out of nowhere, that it would have to be symbolic in some kind of way. Due to the nature of what you just saw happen to your sister.
1: Hmm. It's certainly representative of something
0: but other than that you can't quite glean from it because even just with your kind of ability and connection to magic it doesn't even have its own like you can tell the item is magical but it doesn't have like an active effect like it's not like a magical item that you can use you can just tell that the item itself was forged in magic but you you Mm -hmm. can't be like oh this thing does this from it it's just magical in essence
4: Are you able to Uh, identify
1: it? You know, I was just about to look at that. Here it is. Hmm. On one of those spell books, the excavation site there, was a spell I could hmm, convert a bit. Perhaps we could glean some of its properties. I'll need... Identify its first level, yes? Yeah. It is. Yep. Okay. I would need uh, two hours and about 50 gold pieces worth of ink. Hmm. I am certainly interested, though. May I... He reaches out his hand.
4: Give me a moment. And I'm gonna, um... Take the compass and i'm going to see what happens if i try to put it back into my hand
0: uh it fucking hurts really bad and just looks like you're shoving metal into your hand
4: so i can't like so can't, like, so, so when i like apply pressure yeah um like if i close it and then try to Almost like putting a bandage on a wound, kind of way, is what I'm trying to do. Because there's like a slice over my hand, so I'm not trying to put it in like long ways. I'm trying to put it in flat. It just it just pushes against the wound. Nothing happens. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> well, it's not going back. You take it. I've got to sort this out.
0: And uh, Colonel Harris, are you going to be casting Identify? Or
1: Michael's was muted. Uh, he needs to uh, put it into his book first. But yeah, he will take it and put it in a safe place for later appraisal. You right. will say, Winfrey, are you searching for anything?
4: Well, I'm searching for a lot of things, but nothing in particular. I think I just got myself a bit of a lead. In what way? I'm mm, still trying to figure it out If it ends up being important I'll let you know But for right now It just seems really cryptic Corners uh, blinks A couple of times I
1: would prefer you tell me Both for security And personal interest
4: It's a faceless person With no discernible features Gave me a compass Told me to look for someone very cryptic. Okay, yeah, that is pretty cryptic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hmm.
1: Uh. So yeah, Chrono Harris doesn't know anything about that. Does uh does Chrono Harris know anything about the the symbolism of dreams in this universe and what that may mean?
0: Uh, make me a. <laughs> Hit? History? Hit?
1: Mm. Yeah, sure. Okay. That is going to be a total of... Come on. 17.
0: Harris said, give me all the intelligence rolls. On a 17, you know that... Let me think. You know that people have weird dreams all the time, and that some people, again, a manifestation of either yours or someone else's will, or something is trying to tell you something, that sometimes dreams can make weird things happen. You also know that some people are inclined towards deities or patrons or another person or have some sort of mental link to things that allows them to be communicated with through dreams. Um, you know that... While this doesn't look like it to you, Harris, you also know that the Overseer's Guild sometimes communicates with people through their dreams, but there has to be a few steps before that can even happen.
1: Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. You perhaps... Have you, perhaps, made a contract?
4: Huh? Um... Why do you ask? Hmm. In the
1: symbolism of dreams, such cryptic messages could be those from a... hmm, a contract holder, or perhaps someone you are indebted to.
4: Well, I am a contractor. A
1: contractor, do you look to any higher power?
4: I mean, I forged a pact with me blade and now the new one that we found as well. Hmm. Don't know how that'd be relevant. It's where I get me magic from.
1: How does one form a contract with a blade?
4: Usually the blade is sentient, or otherwise has some sort of significance, arcane or divinely. Uh,
1: Chronos eyes the dagger.
4: Hey, like that. And she's gonna um, cause the she doesn't have it bonded right now, um, cause she has the great sword bonded, but she will pull out, like physically pull out the atham or the oh, it's
0: The athame. You actually said that correctly the first time.
4: It, it is a theme? Okay. Hmm. Does it usually talk to you? Nope.
1: Do you know anything about the history of it? Might as well like, take it and begin looking it over.
4: It is ceremonial in its design and also in its function. Used for all sorts of rituals of various kinds. Marsa uh, blinks
1: a couple of times. Who are you, Winfrey?
4: Someone who probably really shouldn't be here right now. And
1: why would that be?
4: <sighs> there are many things I'm bound to via secrecy, part of the contracted piece of the job, you know. <clears throat> me being in public is kind of an oddity unless we're looking for something which I happen to be doing well, aside from riches anyways hmm. uh,
1: Chrono Harris due to his, his the, the circumstances of his background has an odd idea and he's simply going to say something to try and elicit a reaction studying Winfrey's face but he will say Eldritch, sisterhood
4: Winfrey's gonna kind of like squint her eyes for a second and she's gonna say yeah so Winfrey's gonna um, squint at Chrono Harris and say uh, you've dealt with them before Hmm. perhaps Perhaps.
1: in what way are you related to them or is my inference correct I don't think you need to say what that inference is
4: well if we're being frank with one another no no I'm not... How do I say... You're not what? I actually actually don't know how I say. How do I say? How
0: do I say?
4: (laughs) With, um...
1: A member of the organization?
4: Yeah, those.
3: (laughs) Joey Tired Brain?
4: (laughs) Affiliated? affiliated was the word i was looking for thank you catch you back boo <laughs> what
1: relationship then do you have with them
4: i know of them mm-hmm.
1: and yet you say you're a contractor
4: i my work is adjacent but not related
1: That's far more concerning. What then do you contract with?
4: He can call me a
1: freelancer. Hmm. And who then are you contracting for?
4: Well, right now, with you lot.
1: Hmm. He grips the blade a little tighter. Explain yourself.
4: Were you not there? No, you wouldn't have been, would you? Back on the cruise ship, there was a moment where Charybdis and I were making sure neither of us would be at each other's throats for the entirety of the journey. She asked me what I could do, she told me what she could do, and at the end I said, we have a deal. not thinking about it. I signed off on a contract saying that until we discovered this place that we're journeying to, I would act as your ally.
1: Can mm. Chrono Harris uh, determine the validity of this claim?
0: Uh, make an insight check.
5: To kind of help out with...
1: Twenty-two. To kind
5: of help out with this, by the way, um, Charybdis will say, Oh yeah, I remember that. You did say you... And I quote, you've got yourself a deal.
4: <clears throat> Aye, and if either of us break that deal or break that contract, it could spill very bad things. It's a win-win for you and a win-lose for me if you think about it, really. Well, I assumed you had
1: some intermediary... For which you worked, but you say you make this contract yourself. What then gives you that authority?
4: I just kind of motioned to the dagger in his hand.
1: Hmm. Uh, so it's not currently bound to you, but it is a magical knife. So does it seem to, does it seem sentient? I'm just going to shake it. Shaking dagger syndrome.
4: <laughs> uh, I'm <shit>. gonna <laughs> be honest, dude. I have no idea if that shit's sentient or not. I never thought about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's also how I find out if people are real. Just run up and start shaking them. You know what,
0: uh,
2: <laughs> I'm banned from when Wendy's.
0: When you shake the weapon, <laughs> the entire cart and everyone can hear this just fills with like indistinct whispering, just like. Ah, so like, not that fast, but like, just weird whispering, and then when you stop, it stops.
4: <laughs> I guess it you, is, then. You know
1: when cats are, like, very slightly pissed off, but not enough to act on it, so they just kind of, like, squint at you? Yeah. Winfrey's yeah. getting the shifty eye right now.
5: <laughs> hey,
4: don't look at me. I made the contract. I didn't know if it was actually going to be able to Think for itself or not, I just knew it had crazy magical and powers and shite. And you said its name was Athame? No, that's what kind of dagger it is. I never asked its name because I didn't know it had a mind of its own. Hmm. Speak Speak Athame.
0: The cart just fills with more scary whispers.
4: Oh no, it don't work like that. You don't demand things from it, it demands things from you.
5: Um, does the whispering sound like celestial?
0: No, it, it is not any language. Or either that or it's so... It's so many quote-unquote voices at one time that you can't make out a language because it just sounds like noise. It is straight-up ghostly white noise. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It actually kind of, like, Indeed. not enough to do damage, but actually anyone who hears it, save for Winfrey, actually kind of hurts your ears a little bit just very uncomfortable feeling. But obvi- it's not obviously not like a magical like spell or effect or something that can deal damage, it's just a, the, sp- the sound is so pinpointed that it just hurts your head a little bit.
2: <clears> hmm.
1: <throat> this sucks. Winfrey, are you familiar with the scientific method?
4: Hypothesis, observe. Something else.
1: Yes, that's enough. Krona Harris throws the dagger out of the card.
4: Oh, um... Well, (laughs) (laughs) shite.
1: Does this just happen? Does it, like, plonk down? What are the consequences of this action?
0: Um, are you asking me?
4: Um, well... I actually have a question, a rules-based question, if you will. For Pact of the Blade... Hold on a second. Yeah, that's not my Pact weapon right now. The Greatsword is my Pact weapon. But it is my Hexblade. So, I don't know... Uh,
1: it's okay. You don't need to go get it. But, yeah. DM, does anything happen when it gets thrown?
0: Uh, you see the area, like, you see it make contact with the snow, and you see, like, these red ripples come out of it, like, it was tossed into water, and then they go away.
1: Hmm. Alright. Yeah, Cornerhurst at this point, has been recording everything that's been going on, and he will have Dr. Agartha go and retrieve the blade, return it to Free. Hmm. Suppose. Suppose if you had ill intentions, you would have acted on them by now.
4: If I had ill intentions and I acted upon them, I'd be breaking the contract. And I'm not trying to lose all of my uh, magical abilities now, am I? So you made a contract completely
1: to your deficit on accident?
4: Oh no, it's to my benefit for sure.
1: (laughs) Well, the other part of
5: the agreement was that in exchange for her help, I would assist Winfrey.
4: Aye. and when it comes time, I'll let you know. But for now, I'm just a big sword inside of your enemy's sternum. Uh, I'm going to ask you a
1: slightly exasperated sigh, and he is going to start reading some book.
5: I think. I think at this point, Carybdis, like, her face goes from a neutral expression to, like, gradually more horrified as she realizes the full weight of the agreement she made with Winfrey, and she just goes and sits <laughs> down.
0: Yeah, so at the end of, like, the five hours, there's about, like, three hours left until you're in, uh... it. I know words. Snow's reach. Do y'all want to go and then make the I'm... saves, or just want to stop? Can I,
2: Can I back us up four hours? <laughs> While they were all asleep? Yeah, sure. Because I was in the front. Was Maria in the front with me, or was I alone? Uh,
3: yeah, she'll be in the front if you wanted. If you wanted, sure to. Yeah,
2: I mean... I feel like you would notice that, like, hey, Charybdis just came back here and is now asleep, and that means Lady Reverie is on the cart alone. And, like, if that frightens Maria... (laughs) It would. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, in that case, um, what Reverie would would suggest, um, while they're all sleeping, is... Reverie has the reins right now. She'll ask you to play music, um, and she will sing along and it's interesting because she knows all the melodies but almost never knows the words to whatever songs you would play um and then if you're okay with that after an hour she would then switch over give you the reins and then she would play while you sing um and essentially she just wants to spend just like spend time chilling with Oh, nothing nothing huge unless you have things you want to ask her or say
3: no, that sounds perfect.
2: Yeah, so I think that we just spend—we're <laughs> all just having a great time singing "Kumbaya" <laughs> in the front. Meanwhile, in the back, we hear them going, <laughs> "My hands, blah blah," and everything. So we don't give a shit up here. There's whispers back there. Who cares? Um, but yeah, what that, that's it. The
0: back of the cart stays in the back of the cart. <laughs> <laughs> um. So once again, I will ask, uh, when you get to the end of, like, the travel day, um, it's about, like, three more hours to, uh, the city. Do you guys want to stop and then just make the last bit of it easy, or do you want to just make the constitution checks and keep going?
2: How many hours do we have left? Three. Three or four. should probably stop. Does it make more, yeah, does it make more sense to get there in the morning rather than Imposing a knight?
0: Yeah, no, by all means. I was just making the choice yours.
2: I'm, I'm legitimately asking the nobles. And, uh, hey, hang on, let me do that in character. <clears throat> Does it make more sense to get there tonight, or should we, uh, you know, wait for the morning when everyone's had breakfast and is less cranky? It
1: doesn't matter. Great. Uh, Cornhus says this with zero knowledge of. Zero care for noble customs. Corridus just holds up a mm. finger and
5: says, It would be more polite to arrive in the morning. Not to mention I wouldn't want to arrive in a dishevelled and well, out of sorts state.
2: Yes, it's much better to arrive fully shoveled, I agree. <laughs>
1: Thank
3: you. <laughs> I'm glad you agree.
2: I don't know what shoveled I means don't
3: either, but
2: as opposed to disheveled. Yes, that clears things up for Reverie.
0: Yeah, so a lot of you set up camp, and while you're doing that, I would like Lottie Dottie everybody to make me uh, perception checks. I'm not good at those.
5: I'm very bad at these.
4: Oh my god, I rolled about oh, a 10. that's
5: actually a really good roll, so it doesn't matter that I'm bad at them.
4: Oh... I almost put that in the wrong chat.
2: I
0: put it in rolls for me, plus and donka. <laughs>
2: I just saw this cat eat this in and it's an excellent cat.
0: Alright, we got a 19, an 11, per a 13, 25 <laughs> <laughs> percocet. Hey, that was the word I was trying to remember last night. <laughs> what? Right. Huh? Oh, nothing, nothing, it's fine. <laughs>
2: Chess,
5: what the hell are you talking
2: about? Hold on. Who the fuck starts a conversation, Mike?
0: <laughs> okay, I explained it. It's fine. Uh, so we have a 13 and 11, a 19, and 25. Okay, so... Charyptus, Krona Harris, and Lady Reverie. Uh, as everyone's kind of setting up camp, Krona um, Harris, since you're a little fucking paranoid, you, like, lift up your head and you're like, what the fuck is that? And you look off into the distance and... It doesn't notice you, but you see another frost salamander, one that is huge size, so just much larger than the two you just fought, looking around frantically. Uh, It's too far off for it to be an immediate threat, but since it's so large, you can actually see it, and you can see it digging in the snow and, like, looking around violently and then screeching and then (laughs) digging its head into the ground. Uh, You get the inference that that's the mama.
2: Camp
1: yeah, camp. yeah. Uh, you see it,
0: like, look in the direction uh, of your camp, but like, I guess it, you guess it doesn't see you, and then you see it kind of move on into the hills.
2: A good thing we only have the skin of its children sitting in the back of our car. Well, yeah. its children shouldn't have been assholes. It's
0: okay, it rolled a two hmm. on perception, so it didn't see you. Hmm.
1: You know, in second thought, I. I believe it may be wise to arrive disheveled.
5: <laughs> I just set up my tent.
2: <laughs> Reverie's like unpacking all of Chrono Harris's <laughs> stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, Lady Reverie yeah. and Charybdis, You also see this though, like when you see Chrono Carib- when you see Colonel Harris stand up, right, like a fucking meerkat, and look over to the right, horrified.
5: Yeah, uh, I, I actually think this is the first time that Reverie would have gotten like a close look at this, uh, but she sees uh, Charybdis just kind of hold up her left hand and make a fist and then grimace in pain uh, as you see, like, just the top layer of skin begin to crystallize like glass
0: mm. but yeah, mm. make it but yeah. It the creature does move on
2: but it it keeps yeah, moving? Yeah, it does okay. move on. It just goes, uh, it goes in
0: the literal opposite direction. It's not going in the... It's going, like, you can tell it's not going to the city because you're too far away, but it's going back in the direction of Ice Wind as opposed to the direction of Snow's rate. So it is going away from you. Because it's going backwards.
1: Must go backwards. You get... Yeah. And would Cronhurst know anything? Because that's kind of the, the... what his choice is contingent on. Like, would he have the suspicion that this thing is going to come uh, back?
0: Make me a survival check. Or a nature check, whichever one's better for you.
1: Uh, who's this Gotta be sure. Say 15?
0: You get the feeling that it's probably going to backtrack all the way to where y'all thought it, because it looks like it's, like, trying to find them via smell or footprints. So, you get the feeling that if it comes back this way, it'll be by the time y'all are long gone, because it's following its young's tracks. And that was five hours Mm -hmm. away from where you are currently. So it's got a long way to go.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, if it's following the scent of its children, it's going to come upon us eventually. But by the time it gets here,
2: we should be gone. Reverie, who is now just gotten your big suitcase back into the back of the cart says so we're staying
1: I would prefer to go
2: uh, she looks between Charybdis and Chrony Harris panics because one of you she's trying to actively impress and the other one is actually her employer
5: <laughs> Charybdis just kind of shakes her head and says you shouldn't travel anymore I'm already exhausted as it is If we come across something that's more dangerous, we might not make it out alive, brother. At least if we bet down, we'll have a defensible location.
1: Mm. Colonel Harris, uh, being incredibly confrontational, prepares to respond, but seeing his exhausted sister, he will hold his tongue.
2: Very well.
0: Fucking one of the horses is just chilling with Maria, like
3: fucking head Take
2: the suitcase out again.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, do we want to set up watch for the night?
5: Yeah. This is going to help. Right. um uh, With the suitcase thing.
2: Does uh, <laughs> does Winfrey make us food?
4: Um. Yeah, in exchange for some hit points, please. <laughs> uh, How many hit points clear. would you like? um i'm down six so give you six that'll work make me food you are welcome what do we have left over um because the fish has probably gone bad at this point unless we kept it salted which we probably would not have because we would have eaten all of it at once um oh you know what uh, those pies
0: specified salted we have those moats that way they lasted longer
4: well, yeah, but we are, I, already, I already used um, the fish, so that was what I'm saying. I don't think there's any more of that left over. I would have something else, like a goat a duck or something. Um, oh, 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 yes, yes, okay. <laughs> um, wait, no, the thing. sun's not out. Fuck, no, the sun's not out. Never mind, we can't do that, we can't do that. What the okay. fuck are you, what the are
2: you talking about?
4: Story, but it's fine. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Are you eating bats? What the hell? No, 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 no. It's nighttime right now, so I can't make the thing I was going to. Speaking of which, so confused.
0: He can't cook that meal for another night. Winfrey.
4: Winfrey. Yeah, one more night. Night. One more night. Night. Winfrey's gonna look over at Charybdis, and she's going to say, "Oh, that reminds me." You want to assist me, right? Part of the contract and all that. Well, next uh, time it's sunny outside, around uh, afternoon if possible, right on the dot, if you can let me know when the sun's highest in the sky, I need to know, because I'm going to forget. Now then. And then she's going to grab those... uh, She's going to grab those moats that um, we had from... uh, What's-his-face? Harris Or Chrono sheriff the, 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 the previous time? Um... Uh, do we have any of those left, or are they all gone?
1: Yeah, Cronohiris made a bunch last time. We have about
4: 30. Okay, so she's going to use half of them to make everybody, like, some tarts before bed, basically. What tarts um,
3: are
4: you using? Using... Ooh, uh, probably apple apple works best for tarts huh?
0: winfrey oh, so make me, me a god what did i say cooking was again i hate that i forget this every time
4: a survival yeah. 20
0: yeah winfrey you make these like you make them so good that you even can quickly like make them like kind of nice visually. Like, they're a little decorative. So they're, like, palm-sized little tarts that, even if they're really small, they're actually very filling and very sweet.
4: Yup. Get some... some, I I even get some confectioner sugar that I got that doesn't exist in this uh, current point in time just yet because no one's figured out how to do that, and I'm gonna sprinkle them over the top.
0: It's gonna be great. (laughs) Make some...
2: Winfrey, why did you put crack on my apple tart?
0: <laughs> Make some sugar with the powderiest of snow and sprinkle it on top. What is this strange white
2: powder?
4: It's sugar. Shh,
0: it's not sugar.
4: It's sugar. It's moon sugar. <laughs> hey! It's, it's cool sugar.
0: It's gay baby sugar, anyway. Uh-
4: <laughs> gay baby sugar. let <laughs> like, no, no, that goes on. So...
0: So y'all sleep until the morning.
1: <laughs> What's your watch order? Uh, so we have a, two free hours, six hours of sleep. Therefore...
3: Well, as nurse. an elf, as an elf, yeah. here, Maria can take more than... Um, as an elf. for
1: my things, so I'd like to transcribe, identify
0: while yeah, you we're can here. Do that while resting.
4: I'll take first watch. Yeah, okay. Uh,
1: Corona Harris will take second watch And can he take an hour Before he rests To yeah. begin transcribing Okay
0: And then Maria will take the last
1: Yeah. Watch. Yes I think Maria um, can take the last watch
2: Winfrey, Corona Harris And then Caribdis and Reverie And Maria can take the last two So the people with bad uh, perception checks At least have someone else watching too uh, um, Dr.
4: Garfield, Well Doctor reason the reason I was saying that, that I would take the first watch is because I've been basically sleeping the entire day after that fight.
1: Okay. Winfrey is a warlock.
4: Yeah, for enough. Yeah, so. So I have all my shit back, and then as soon as I start my rest, I'll have my shit back again. <laughs> yeah,
0: so Winfrey nice. takes first watch. Yep. Yes. Nothing happens during your little rest. Uh. Oh, good. Second watch goes
1: fine. Third watch. but night. When Winfrey wakes up Chrono Harris for him to take second watch, uh, before Winfrey retires, Chrono Harris will go, uh, Winfrey.
3: Mm.
1: He uh, reaches down into his notebook, rips up a scrap, folds it. This is the pancake recipe. Yeah he, uh, <laughs> he seems reluctant to give it up, but he holds it out to you. Uh he wouldn't want to plagiarize your work.
4: Aww. <laughs> okay. Um She's gonna like you you've never seen confusion on her face before. You've seen annoyance, frustration, anger, disappointment, disgust, but never confusion. Um <laughs> as she like cocks her head to the side and kinda like raises an eyebrow really high while her frown is deeper than usual. And she's and like the frown goes to a complete straight line, like a fucking Dan Paladin game, like Alien Hominid or some shit. Just like one side of the face to the other. And she's going to deadpan very quickly take the note from you, fold it in half, put it away, and then go to bed without saying a single word. Mm. Just absolutely unhinged confusion. (laughs) Mm.
0: Yeah, and then... Make me a perception check.
1: Caption. Come baby. Uh, Doctor Agartha is watching along. Corona Harris, did you get any yeah, benefit I've got from him
0: that? One at advantage. <coughs> Save you for making two rolls. Oh, in oh, race, yeah. And I'd rather give you advantage and be like, okay, roll for yourself. Now roll for Doctor Agartha.
1: <laughs> that is a uh, 25. Thank you, Doctor Agartha. Yeah.
0: So you uh, you kind of hear like a concerned hoot from Doctor Agartha, and you're like, huh? And you like kind of look up, and uh, you hear. but are not seen, thankfully for you, you hear the large flapping of wings, and you see a shadow dip down kinda close to y'all, but off-center, and then sort of dip down into the ground. You assume to grab something and then fly back up into the sky, and then go off into the distance on uh, the opposite direction of ice wind, but still going backwards. Uh, the creature you saw, you saw in the chat as it, mainly as a shadow kind of uh, blanketed by the sky above it. But then when it passed over your campsite ever so slightly, you saw your fire light up the underbelly of white scales and plating that looked like crystallized ice. Wow. You just
2: saw the we... dragon
0: pass and it was very quiet. You barely heard its wing beats. It, for some reason, despite its size, was very very easily able to not make it sound like it was flying overhead and you just saw it barely glide by overhead and then you saw it land on a hill for like a second heard the loud thud of it making contact with the snow and then immediately taking off again and then flying in the distance and then you hear it like kinda, of, you hear like, it's not really a roar because it doesn't really come out of it so sort of but you hear like a sound reverberate from its throat even from this distance and you hear the wing beats slowly go away as it flies backwards in the opposite direction of the way y'all came.
1: <laughs> calm, cool, collected. As soon as the wing beats fade, Chrono Harris has a panic attack.
4: <laughs> a very calm, cool, collected panic attack,
1: mind you. Yeah, no, no. It's like it's like a gallon of sweat just leaks out all at once song and he will go back to transcribing <laughs> <laughs> Identify. Okay, I'm good. Fucking. Yeah, and then when he goes to wake up the next two, he will warn them and say that if anything else reappears, to immediately come and wake him up. He says the Chicharibdis.
5: Uh, Charybdis just uh, doesn't really say anything, but just gives a nod of understanding.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then. Last watch goes by perfectly fine. Uh, Charybdis and Reverie, it was two of you, right? Yeah. You sort of like are sitting down and you watch the sun.
2: It's uh, Sorry, it's Charybdis and Maria, and then next round it'll be me okay. and Maria. Just so we're yeah. clear on, on that.
0: uh On Charybdis and Maria's watch, you both see the sun slowly start to crest over the hill. <clears throat> Not quite reaching day yet, but by the time it becomes uh, Reverend Maria's watch, the sun has started to slowly rise into the sky, making everything look a very light shade of lilac. And then for... Maria and Reverie's... Oh, Um, Both Maria and Reverie, I would like you both to also make me perception checks.
2: Where's the damn rules, there's... It's, uh, 18. I guess there's only two of us, and I need to...
0: Alright, Maria? Ooh! So we got a nat 20 and an 18. So, you're both kind of sitting down, uh with whatever awkward chit-chat mainly instigated by Reverie. And you both see in the distance, kind of towards the city, this very, like, a uh, bright sort of glow of light come from the distance. You can't quite see the city from here, but you know that that's the direction it's in. And you <coughs> see this bright green glow, and then you see, like, a beam come out of it, and then, like, sort of flourish into this, like, um... Pardon me the synthetic uh, aurora borealis and it spreads out over that area of the city and you can tell that it's just like sort of whooshing around and then it's like dissipates into a wave of clouds and then everything goes back into normal but nothing else happens that's,
2: that's weird, weird right
0: uh reverie make me make me a history check <laughs>
2: I'm tempted to give myself disadvantage. Uh... It's a 17. So,
0: Reverie, you actually get a memory when you see this. And you see... Oh, it uh, ...from someone else's perspective, looking up uh, this was, uh, visage of walking down streets that look like they're made out of pure crystal. Um, pure blue illuminated crystal. It's like very early in the morning the sun isn't even up you can't even see it over the buildings. So and you see from the perspective of runner uh her looking up and seeing it and then nudging another person that actually looks like an adult version of the tiefling you saw in the memory on the boat uh, who rather than being a little boy is now a grown-ass man uh, and you see runner nudge him and point up and they both look up smiling Uh and then the memory fades. Yeah, you like you hear very voice go, hey, look at that. I've never seen licensed morning displays before this. And then the guy goes and then the memory sort of fades out after that. It is another bittersweet memory.
2: Um Do I get an impression? No, fuck it, I'll just ask her. Um, I'll, like, whisper to myself. Um, how long ago was that love?
0: Uh, you kind of see flashes of a calendar, and it flashes to, uh, Hydrus on a date that would have been five years ago. Like, you literally look at a calendar going Mm. backwards.
2: Hmm. Um... I'll sit there, and I'll, like, kind of, uh... I'll pull my knees up to my chest, and I will... Uh, well, I'll pull my knee, because the one leg doesn't bend. Um, up to my chest, and I'll wrap my arms around it. Um, and I'll say, Do you want to talk about it? It's fine if you don't. Uh,
0: you'll also... You'll get this flash for a second of the sound of, like, clashing swords, and then you'll see the visage of, like that tiefling man running and then falling and then right before you see anything i guess i would say gory or negative the memory would very abruptly stop
2: Mm. okay but the i mean it was clear what was happening to him
0: something bad happened and you get the inference that runner was not in control of that situation and wanted to do something but couldn't Mm -hmm. Like, you get the sense Mm. of panic out of that memory.
2: Um, hmm, interesting. I have a question I want to ask ask her, but I'm also babbling in front of Maria to myself right now.
0: Yeah, does Maria interject at all?
2: Yeah, you just notice I'm, like,
0: whispering to myself.
3: Maria's just watching her. It's like, what the fuck is happening? But she's not (laughs) saying anything.
2: Um, I think she'll ask Is this why you left them?
0: Uh You'll see a vision of a again from uh, runner's perspective of someone completely decked out in armor um that's hooded with a mask including an eye mask and you'll see them walking up to the man and you'll see this like purple magic sort of form in their hand and then they'll grab the man's face and you'll see this man by this hooded figure get the life completely sucked out of him and he was already injured and then you'll see the hooded figure look to Runner and then like walk up and using the uh, the butt end like the handle of a dagger just bonk her on the head. And then, like, you'll see the visage of Runner's face falling to the ground, and then you'll actually see the visage of her fallen horn clattering to the ground in her vision. Hmm.
2: Do I feel like she knew this person that hit her?
0: There is hatred in that.
2: Yeah. I fucking bet. Um. I think in this moment, she's so wrapped up in this memory. You know what? No, I think actually in this moment, she, she yeah. stops pushing um, and just sort of like uh, whispers to her, it's okay. I've got you.
0: You see, it's one okay. more thing. Lady um, Reverie. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you think the memory's over because it's all black, but then it continues, Of Runner opening her eyes, and you see the person again kneeling uh, by her with her head cocked. Um, The only reason you can tell that this is a feminine figure is because of, like, general body shape and the way she's carrying herself, and also the voice you're about to hear. You see her, like, cock her head to the side and go... And then the memory ends.
2: And this woman, because there was a woman that yes. was speaking to you her You notice correct. that
0: her voice is very distorted. It kind of sounds like mm. she's actively doing something to make her natural voice not recognizable. It kind of echoes and, like, fluctuates in pitch, like she's using a fucking voice changer.
2: Yeah, it's not like, um, there's not like a problem with a memory, this is literally something she yeah, was doing th- that the the time. Yeah, that is an active
0: thing, that is how the person's voice sound when Runner was experiencing this moment.
2: Mm, okay. And she called yes. her Runner. That is also interesting, and good to know, because Runner told me that was not her real name, but now I'm wondering if I should not be using that name in front of people. Uh,
0: <laughs> at just the thought of reverie thinking that you get like this sense of like it's fine this person was a special case
2: ah okay she'll take her word for it um and yeah i think she just sort of like sits there and holds onto herself um and kind of like rocks back and forth and probably starts singing actually probably sings like a little lullaby um it's uh it's in sylvan um but it's something that uh yeah, something that she, she saves for the people who matter the most to her. Um, and show this sort of rock back and forth while doing that. Completely forgetting yeah, that I Maria mean, is there. Just ignoring and then the her And sense of,
0: like, tiredness comes over you in the sense that, like, Runner is telling you that she's tired. And doesn't want to talk about it anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. That's fine. I, I even say that's fine. I'm sorry I pushed, but thank you for telling me.
0: But then nothing happens for the rest of the watch. And the sun fully crests over the, the hills into a very pretty sky. The skies in License, like, look like they have a little bit more purple than blue. It's still a blue sky, but you can tell there's, like, you know, if you're mixing paint, that they threw in a little bit of red in there at some point, like a drop, and then fucking mixed it, you know. Um... Sometimes even green. Sometimes the clouds kind of carry this undertone of being green on the bottom, like white with like just, just little shift of green into a gradient. License has a very weird-looking atmosphere. Because again, most of the trees' leaves are purple. Like, there's regular green trees, but then a lot of them are purple. Sometimes they go into random weird colors, like totally, like even the bark is a weird color. It'll be all the same color as the leaves. It is a very peculiar place. But the rest of the watch and the rest of the long rest goes by without a hitch. Uh,
4: in the morning, when people start breaking down camp, I'm going to begin preparing dinner for this evening. Already. (laughs) Um, I'm going to start by taking a duck and I'm going to Mm -hmm. de-feather it and remove its head and that's all
0: Fucking okay, yeah, uh, you just see Winfrey like while y'all are fucking packing up camp walk over to this random tree stump set a duck on it and then just randomly go Hah! and chop its head off and then just <laughs> continue whatever else she was doing
5: Charybdis finds this odd but does not mention it
0: and then do y'all make the rest of the trip? yes all right. Cool, nothing happened. Yeah, so you make the last four hours of your trips in the- of uh, the trip in the wild um, bit of the journey. Uh, you make it to the city proper, and you see these- uh, For everyone else, you get to the gate of Snow's Reach, which is sort of like- The front of the city is nestled in between two bits of mountains, and then it comes forward into this gate. Um, Y'all will notice that the gate does not look physical. Um, The bars of the city actually look like green flames that come up and like, like they're shaped, like they're Mm -hmm. shaped like bars that form a barrier. To where it looks like a fence still, but it looks like a fence made out of magic as opposed to being made out of iron or steel. Um, including the gate. And you see two guards sort of standing in this... Uh, they look like they're standing in robes, uh, which would you would think is not very uh, practical, but when you get closer, you notice that they have uh, what you can assume to be mage armor, and it's just nearly invisible, but you can see the gleams of it sort of uh, breaking in the sunlight. You can see that they're shimmering so that makes it not as invisible. And their weapons also look the same, like it's made out of these shaped
3: flames. Hey everyone, this is your DM speaking. Thank you so much for watching the 18th episode of
0: Rollbound. Roman's episodes will premiere every other Monday on YouTube and Spotify. You should follow us on Twitter at RollBoundPC for more updates, teacher of content, and most of all, memes. Also, check out our community to support fun discussions, previews of our content book, and more. Link in the YouTube description or on Twitter. RollBound's content book, Chastity to Kilmer, is also in the works and set the debut in early to mid-2023. Updates about that also on Twitter. To next time as the party is to set aside their differences when it comes to social etiquette upon finally meeting with Crowley as well as try to swap their way into
3: places they really aren't supposed to be. We hope to see you next time.